Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. We're now going to deal with the start of the last week of Jesus' life on earth. John chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It is worth a year's wages. He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the King of Israel! Jesus found a young colt and sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples didn't understand this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with the request, Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, It was for this very reason I came to this hour. 
Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to Jesus. Jesus said, This voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, You're going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they're going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the words of Isaiah the prophet, which said, Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe, because as Isaiah says elsewhere, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so that they can neither see with their eyes, nor understand with their hearts, nor turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. Yet at the same time, many, even among the leaders, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than praise from God. Then Jesus cried out, Whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. If anyone hears my words, but does not keep them, I do not judge that person. For I didn't come into the world to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them at the last day. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that his commands lead to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. In verse 1 we read, Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany. So the setting is the Passover, six days before the Passover. Now, this is Passion Week. It's the week that Jesus is going to die um, as the Lamb of God sacrificed on the Passover. And so the context is Passover. It was always intended from the beginning of time that Jesus would come into the world as the Lamb of God who was sacrificed from the foundation of the world. And he was destined by heaven to be sacrificed at Passover time. And so he's at Passover at Passover time now in this text. But he comes down to Bethany where Lazarus was living and uh, the sister of Lazarus did something amazing. In verse 2, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. 
Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Now, a lot of the people were indignant about this. You know, first we have this this woman kneeling at the feet of Jesus and pouring things on his feet and wiping his feet with her hair. That in and of itself was a bit provocative and socially unacceptable. But the fact that she poured this perfume on his feet, which we understand was about a a year's worth of a common person's wages, this expensive perfume poured it on his feet, of all things, was shocking. But Jesus said these words in verse 7, Let her alone. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. Now, of those that were in that room, he alone knew that this was the last week of his life. John records this conversation for us, but it was written many years after the fact. John, of course, was probably there when these things took place, and he well remembered Mary pouring the perfume on Jesus' feet. John may have been among those who didn't understand. But Jesus said that this was an act, a prophetic act, in preparation for his death and his burial. The next day... Jesus entered into Jerusalem in what has become known as the triumphal entry. Great crowds had come for the Feast of Passover, and they heard that Jesus was coming. In verse 13, it says, They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna. Now, palm branches were indeed a messianic symbol, but they were a symbol of overthrow of the government of Rome. And so the Jews were saying, we're going to throw off the yoke of Roman bondage and make this man our king. In fact, they said, blessed is the king of Israel. So they were, this was not a a peace symbol as it's become in our day. Palm branches were not a peace symbol. They were a symbol for war and the overthrow of the Roman government. But they said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. So this very crowd that a week later was going to say, give us Barabbas and crucify him. We're here trying to make Jesus the king. And his disciples didn't understand what was going on. John makes the point only after Jesus was glorified, that's raised from the dead, did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had to be done concerning Jesus. Jesus went on and said that anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And whoever serves me must follow me. For where I am, my servant will also be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now this service, we must serve the Lord. We must serve the Lord's purposes. We must serve the Lord's kingdom and the Lord's Father. We're not saved to serve ourselves. We're saved to serve King Jesus and to serve in the kingdom of King Jesus. Many churches are looking for people to serve in various capacities, but people are too busy worrying about their own needs and their own likes, their own dislikes. But Jesus said that anyone who loves their life will lose it, but those who serve must follow him. And so, friends, I want to encourage you today to serve the Lord in whatever capacity that's available to you. You don't have to have an angelic visitation or a chill bump to feel led to serve the Lord. The Scriptures say that we must serve, and the ones who honor Jesus by serving honor His Father as well. Lord Jesus, we thank You that you came to serve, not to be served. We thank you, Lord, that your followers indeed must be servants as you were servant. Lord, give us grace 
to serve mankind in the days of our flesh, to the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. Give us the grace to serve in churches and ministries and whatever capacity is available to us so that you might get yourself glory and your kingdom might be built. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.